So, why Tallgrass Community Church? Lots of people ask that question. Why are we called Tallgrass Church? Ready for the short answer? Well, we wanted to name our church uh, something that kind of captured our geography. And honestly, you know, Little Apple, Kanza, Flint Hills, already been taken by so many organizations. So we landed on Tallgrass. Now you ready for the longer answer? Welcome to episode nine of The Chopping Block, where we take juicy morsels from our Sunday sermon off our chopping block and bring them to you. All right, so we're here at the Bill Snyder Highway uh, Scenic Overlook on K-177. It's cold, it's windy, it's dreary, it's overcast, uh, not quite as beautiful as it is sometime. Um, there's sound of cars on the highways behind us. Uh, car that was here just, you know, took off. And uh, we're here to capture and talk about why Tallgrass Church. Walt Whitman, American poet, essayist, journal, and journalist, in his uh, writing Specimen Days from 1879, says this, As to scenery, giving my own thought and feeling, while I know the standard claim is that Yosemite, Niagara Falls, the Upper Yellowstone, and the like afford the greatest natural shows, I am not so sure, but the prairies and plains, while less stunning at first sight, last longer, fill the aesthetic sense fuller, precede all the rest, and make North America's characteristic landscape. So those are Walt Whitman's uh, words from 1879. And, you know, since then, the Tallgrass Prairie has really been uh, dwindled and obliterated. Here's a, here's a quote from, even I think up here, if, if you read the, the different um, descriptions of the Tallgrass Prairie up here at the Overlook, you'll, you'll hear about this. But here, here's one description of the Tallgrass Prairie. The Tallgrass Prairie once stretched over most of what is now Iowa, Illinois, southern Minnesota, northern Missouri, the eastern portions of the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Most of this region was converted to farmland during the westward expansion in the 1800s, and as a result, only a fraction of the original prairie remains. The exception is the Kansas Flint Hills, where steep slopes and rocky soils defied the plows. Within the Flint Hills region, approximately 5 million acres remain as the largest contiguous area of tall grass prairie in North America. Today, the key ecological processes of fire and grazing are important management practices in the Flint Hills Prairie. So the question is, where's the tall grass? Tall grass prairie once covered 170 million acres of North America, but within a generation, the vast majority was developed and plowed under. So today, less than 4% remains, mostly here in the Kansas Flint Hills. The National Park Service Preserve protects a nationally significant remnant of the once vast tall grass prairie and its cultural resources. Here, Manhattan, Kansas, and the surrounding area, the tall grass prairie takes its last stand. Now, uh, what once was available and open to all is actually sectioned off by barbed wire uh, to protect what remains of the tall grass from uh, the propensity of humans to, to destroy it. And so now there's a great conservation uh, efforts underway just to preserve what remains, this remnant of the tall grass prairie. So this analogy uh, it plays out for us in many different ways and, and really the scriptures kind of capture this analogy of, of um, preservation of a field as well. So here we are, uh, a scene full of beauty and yet tragedy 
as the, the tall grass prairie, for the most part, has been destroyed and now is needing to be reclaimed. So we need to reclaim the tall grass prairie. So let's talk a little more about this analogy. Um, I don't know how to do this, Dave. So in, in Luke, we hear from Jesus, uh, where he goes to, in, in his hometown, and he opens up the scroll of Isaiah, and he flips to Isaiah 61, and then he reads this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And if we look at that, that reference in Isaiah 61, it goes on to say, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, and here's the phrase, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. A little later in that chapter, it says, I'll greatly rejoice in the Lord, for as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all nations. So in Jesus' own teaching, and in, in the Old Testament, we learn that God is all about planting fields and conserving and reclaiming what was lost um, in, in human history through the fall. And in fact, that's really the story of the Bible. Jesus committed to reclaiming what was lost. So Jesus, he, he himself is the good gardener, the cultivator of the field, the prairie conservationist, to put it into our modern terms. And so as we planted Tallgrass Church, we, we wanted to embrace this analogy. The, the roots of the prairie go deep. The prairie is cleansed through fire. You know, we face trial, we face tribulation that cleanses and purifies our faith as our roots go deep. And, and the prairie, as it's reclaimed, it's, it's slow going. It's not quick. This thing isn't going to, uh, all 170 acres aren't going to be reclaimed quickly. And of course, the, the, we, we're, we're called to take care of the earth, but this analogy is about humanity and what was lost, human souls. So Tallgrass Church, um, our desire is that people would bring all their hopes, their pains, their disappointments, their expectations, their hurts, what was lost for them personally um, through their own sin and being sinned against and their, what God wants to do in their own story. Bring all of that to Jesus Christ and let him comfort you and heal you and rebuild you. The people who heard Jesus say these words and refer to this uh, scroll in Isaiah had no idea what it would cost Jesus to plant this field and to reclaim what was lost. Yet Jesus, he did pay the, the cost for the field. So now we consider, what will God do with this tall grass prairie in the future? As we look over this and here we look at the Kanza prairie, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. What will God do with this prairie in the future? What will God do with Tallgrass Church in the future? What will God do with my life in the future? What will God do with your life in the future? So as you drive, uh, leave Manhattan and come back to Manhattan, you drive uh, by this scenic overlook, ask God the question, what will he do? What does he want for you? What does he want to reclaim in your own life? 
So our Tallgrass Church mission statement is, because God first loved us, we exist to love God and to love our neighbors. So when we talk about reclaiming neighboring, we're talking about reclaiming the tall grass, reclaiming what was once lost. God is up to something amazing to bless the world right from here in the tall grass prairie. So let's join Jesus in his great conservation work of reclaiming the tall grass prairie together. So now I ask the question, how about you? Why Tallgrass Church for you? All right, hi, my name is Dave Geldart. I'm the associate pastor at Tallgrass. And uh, I'll answer the question Ben asked earlier uh, for me personally answering uh, why Tallgrass for me. So Tallgrass for me, I, I pretty easily connect with the imagery of the burning of the prairie. So if you've been around and even part of some of the haze we see back here today is it is a little bit overcast, but it's also the season where farmers burn their fields and uh, the, the prairie gets burned <laughs> under controlled conditions because that's a natural process. If you're watching this and you're not around from around here, it's, it's, it's pretty normal this time of year to, to see a little bit of glow on the horizon at night and a little bit extra uh, smoky smell in the air. So part of the, uh, the, the history of the Tallgrass Prairie is that uh, pretty frequently lightning would strike or other things and the prairie would burn. And so part of, uh, part of human nature is uh, we've moved into areas like this as we've tried to prevent burns. And that uh, makes sense, right? You don't want your house to burn down. But we've also found that what that does is it collects extra stuff, extra, extra um, dead grass, extra uh, things like that. And it actually makes the fire danger much higher. And it, and it also prevents the ground from, uh, from being fertile uh, for future seasons. And so... Uh, prairie needs to burn. So why tall grass for me? Um, coming, uh, coming into the season of planting tall grass and, and, and even through some of this first year feels like a season for me where there's been some burning. A difficult season personally in so many ways. And so for me, why tall grass? Uh, because there's hope. Because there's great hope for me. Because it's not just about the burning, but it's about the new life. We're about, uh, we want to be about in the midst of the burning that happens, that we can't prevent. The difficult seasons, the fires, the flames, the pain. There's also the great hope that God is doing something. And that the seeds that are right underneath the surface, they sprout out real strong right after that burn. And actually, it's, the burn is what gives uh, the fertile ground for the new growth to happen. And there's really no way around it. And so in my life, in your life, likely you go through seasons, maybe you're in one now, where it's difficult, where it's a tough season, but the burn produces life. And that's what Jesus is about. Jesus is about bringing new life from the burn. Why tall grass for me? So uh, my wife Maris and I have lived in Manhattan since 99 when we were both freshmen. We hadn't met at that point. And I was music ed. Um, she was family something. And, um, you know, I, I worked with Navigators a couple of years and was on staff with New Hope Church for 12 years or so. And we've grown to love this area, love the, the Cons of Prairie. 
taking our kids out there, enjoying walks out there. And um, always been drawn to the mountains, though. And so the phrase, you know, mountains are calling, I must go, has always kind of stuck with us and still love to get out to the mountains. Uh, but we felt, you know, God has more for us here, right in the heart of the, of the tall grass prairie. And so... Um, as, as a team came together, and, and Dave and I, so I'm lead pastor at Tallgrass Church, and Dave Geldart, associate pastor, and our families began to dream together and, and talk with the leadership uh, where we were previously, and it just seemed that God was up to something, bringing together some folks for a new work, a new planting, if you will, which is what He does throughout history. And so we were super excited a year ago to, to plant this new work, Tallgrass Church, right here in the heart of the Tallgrass Prairie. And, and see what God's up to. And I, I think some of the, the analogy of the prayer that resonates with me is that it is little by little. It's slow going. And uh, our desire is to grow, not quickly with shallow roots, but to grow um, even slowly, but let the roots go deep. With each person that God's bringing around, with each family that God's bringing around, wherever people are at, just helping them take whatever that next step is towards greater healing and, and, and connectivity to Christ, to Jesus. And um, so I resonate with that, that part of the analogy. And, um, you know, as we are here looking at across the barbed wire, and, and uh, you know, it's just, man, it's a scene of beauty and tragedy, and that's, that's humanity. That's our story. That's what the scriptures speak at, that each person is, um, has dignity inherent because they are uh, image bearers of God. They bear the image of God. But each person is marked by a great tragedy of sin, their own sin, and this sin in their stories against them. And so I just really resonate with this, this uh, analogy. And as we said earlier, the short answer is, hey, we live, we live near the tall grass prairie, and so let's, let's pick a name that captures our geography but as that analogy is set set in with us it's just become more and more rich so why tall grass church for you Thanks again for watching The Chopping Block. Dave Geldart here with Ben Deaver at Tallgrass Church. The Chopping Block is where we bring the tasty morsels that we cut out of our messages, but we're bringing them straight to your home. Enjoy. That's right. So because God first loved us, we exist to love God and love our neighbors. So hopefully everything we cover here will in some way connect to neighboring. That's right. Find more content at tallgrass.church. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Thanks again. Bye.